Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Idleman Unplugged. Just doing it real quick here from my phone. Is mass deliverance biblical? And I'm actually recording this the morning of an event in uh, Texas. A couple of my friends are there participating. I texted them this morning, you know, praying for them, encouraging them. But I want to answer this question. It actually just came in again. And I wrote down just a few things. Again, I, I don't want to fully exhaust this. Of course, we could sit down for an hour and talk about this. But a couple things. I'm not going to I'm not going to say one or the other because I'm not there. Um, it's hard to, to talk about someone or something that you're not there to see firsthand the fruit by the fruit, by the fruit, you will know them. Now, of course, there's some things out there that we just know, you know, are not good, not godly, not biblical. But let me, let me just think things I've been considering over the last six months or so. People thronged Jesus. He was in groups and groups and groups of people. The one lady reached out, grabbed the hem of his garment and was healed. So we see her being healed, set free uh, in this type of environment. Um, and the key is, here's, here's what I'm getting to. The individual wants it. That's the difference. If an individual wants it and is crying out to God and somebody's preaching and, and calling out certain uh, 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 demonic elements of someone's life and bondage and strongholds and they want it, it doesn't matter if one person is next to them or a thousand people is next to them. They can be set free. Uh, and then the people, you know, that, that kind of you know, chide what's going on, would say, well, there's nothing in the Bible about mass deliverance. It's usually one-on-one. And, and I get that as someone who loves theology. I love context. I love historical context. And, uh, and you know, the whole, the, from, from beginning to end of the Bible, we look at God's whole heart. And that is a good point. However, we cannot base theology on silence alone. There's a lot of things that the Bible doesn't specifically talk about that we know are right or wrong. You know, for example, it comes up, Jesus said, say anything about homosexuality. Well, he didn't say anything about pedophilia or bestiality or a lot of things, but the word pornea that he talked about, you know, encompasses everything outside of marriage. So anyway, that, that's just one example of many. Um, so just because it's not in the Bible as mass deliverance, and how do we know it didn't happen? And again, I'm not supporting 100% and I'm not critiquing. I'm just saying, hey, here's the thoughts that have been on my heart. I wrote down a few more things. The key really in all of this is humility. The key is humility. Humility, broken vessels filled with the Spirit of God pouring into people. Whether it's one-on-one, whether it's it's mass deliverance, I'm more concerned about the character of the preacher and his heart and his brokenness, because out of that is going to flow the wellsprings of life, and that could be life-changing. So um, I think it can affect one or two or a hundred people in a, in a large audience. Uh, again, it's it's being receptive. Uh, is the individual open? That's a key for deliverance, and I'm not going to go into details, you know, we've talked about demonized, and I believe Christians can have strongholds where they've given the enemy some some territory, and although they can say no and they can resist, there's a fight there because there's a demonic stronghold that needs to be dealt with. Um, also, here's key, here's the key, it took me three minutes to get to the key. The key is there's actually three different camps. You might say, you know, those who believe in mass deliverance and those who really don't, but there's actually a third camp. The third camp is the one that I'm kind of concerned about uh, because they don't believe in 
any of the miraculous gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's like all of that sees. So, of course, they're against deliverance in any shape, form or facet. Um, they, they also don't believe in all night prayer meetings. You won't see them at the altar seeking the heart of God. You won't hear them fasting and crying out for God for revival because it's too emotional. Uh, the truth is they don't go for the deep things of God. It's all about theology, my suit and tie, my my, you know, pneumatology and eschatology and soteriology, my inductive and deductive approach to my sermon preparation. I've got my books on hermeneutics and homiletics. But do you have the spirit of God in you? Do you have the fire of God in you? And so this, this camp, I, I, I'm trying to be as loving as possible. I have to dismiss their comments because we're not even reading the same book when it comes to first Corinthians first versus, you know, for uh, chapter 12, 13, 14, not to mention the book of Acts. And of course, a friend of mine who does not believe in the gifts said, well, the book of Acts is not for theology. Okay. True. It's not a, it's not a Pauline epistle. It's not a theological discourse, but it is, it is proof of experience. So if my experience lines up with the book of Acts experience and it was a good thing, then I would uh, put that under the heading of systematic theology for sure in regard to experience lining up with scripture. And like D. Martin Lloyd-Jones said in his great book, Preachers and Preaching, Preachers and Preaching, believe it or not, John MacArthur recommended it 25 years ago and I grabbed it. Uh, he said, we don't, we don't judge our experiences based on, uh, I'm sorry, we don't judge the scriptures based on our experience. We judge our experiences based on scripture. So somebody has this wonderful gift in this language and they're praying and they're worshiping. They see deliverance take place. They, they, they're able to give a prophetic word. Well, it was good. It was good back then who, to say it doesn't happen anymore. Jesus said, if you believe on me, you'll cast out demons. You'll, I mean, guys, that's some, you're on some dangerous soil there when you say none of that happens anymore. I mean, I'm just, I, I would be fab, flabbergasted because it usually comes from the camp that are very solid on theology, but they seem to not be so, um, certain on this one. And I think there's just a few more points. Um, Oh yeah. The final point is, and that's why I'm texting some of these guys. Uh, I would like to be there before I could adequately judge. Do some speakers say things I don't agree with? Yeah, you know, Jesus will let you get away with things, but the Holy Spirit won't. Or, you know, um, when they get to really deep in generational curses, I have some questions on um, when a person has to go through deliverance multiple times, you know, but that could be more of a discipline and self discipline and conquering the flesh versus going back into deliverance. And so that's a whole nother topic. Again, I'm just a simple country preacher. I preach the gospel. I preach revival. We've seen, we've seen deliverance at our church, uh, many times, uh, and people have been set free many times though. They do go back in the bondage. If you don't, if you don't shore that up, uh, because it's a strong hold and it will take hold of you if you don't keep up the spiritual disciplines in the word of God, obeying the word of God, living the word of God, saying no to temptation, crucifying the flesh. All those things are vitally important when it comes to deliverance. So I'm hoping that helped. Kept it under seven minutes. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. 
This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.